You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com. You can find all of my written work. Uh, please do subscribe to Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Gators YouTube. Check my pinned tweet to let everybody know why Florida fan base is the best fan base in the nation. Uh, this week's going to be a little bit different. Um, if you're looking for the full game review, that was yesterday that came out. We had a Sunday episode come out yesterday. So that's what that is. Uh, we're going to have a six-episode week this week. Today, I am joined by former Florida Gator basketball player, one of my favorite Gators of all time. I was ecstatic and giddy when he said yes to do this interview with me. Patrick Young, who I cannot wait. This is a fantastic interview, and I'm, I'm letting you know now. Like This was supposed to be broken up into three different episodes, and we did the interview, and I was like, this dude is amazing. I need to make this its own episode. So that's why we have six episodes, because he killed this interview. Again, if you're looking for the full game review from the Florida versus Bama game, that came out yesterday. That was a Sunday episode, and yeah, we're going to get into it, but there's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Locked On SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Now, here's Patrick Young. All right, and now I am joined by former McDonald's All-American, SEC All-Freshman player, three-time SEC Scholar Athlete of the Year, second-time All-SEC, SEC All-Defensive Team, and SEC Defensive Player of the Year, Patrick Young, how are you doing, Patrick? I'm doing great, and, and as, as good as those individual accolades are, you know, I was with the team that had uh, so many wins and SEC records, and uh, among winning 30 games in a row, so, you know, I wouldn't be anything. I, I wouldn't have achieved anything that I did without my teammate Donovan. So, uh, you know, the individual accolades are cool, but the team ones are even cooler. But, you know, you share those things with uh, guys that end up becoming yeah and uh one of the things like my first question is actually like you you spent four years with the gators and they were four great years like you were a part of some very good basketball teams there you were always coached by billy donovan as a gator what was it like to play under such a legendary college basketball coach well it's definitely one of those things where you know, I, I was sore in the sense of just like not having exposure to that level of great coaching. Um, I, I went into a really good high school my senior year, and now I, I experienced some coaching where um, my coach did scouting and he, he, he was successful. I'm talking about Jim Martin down Providence School, Jacksonville, uh, for he's coached a lot of great players that don't go on to have great careers. But, uh, you know, going on into Florida, I thought I was humble, coachable. I thought I, uh, new things, but um, you know, in reality, I, I was getting by Hall of Fame coach that knew way than I did, and it, it took me a while to really understand uh, and grasp that and just be a sponge. You know, look, looking back, I can say it, it it was obviously some of the best coaching I ever had. Once I left college, I feel it was four years, and went on to 
play ball professionally and overseas. And just seeing the disconnect was normal because Coach Donovan was so superb and exceptional day in and day out that uh, he like the the uh, realities for or the way the, the philosophy I should say for other coaches uh, were not the same. So, uh, but it was awesome, man. I'm just so thankful for those four years. Um, and I'm really proud of Coach White playing, um, building the program back after following up on, you know, from a legendary coach, Coach Billy Donovan. Um, really excited for this upcoming team. Uh, they should, uh, you know, just love the Gators, love this organization, and I wouldn't have changed a thing. Um, and wow. you know, when you were with the Gators, we ran a lot of a. Uh... Or we, well, you guys ran a lot of a uh, high pick and roll, and you were a pretty big focal point of that. Did you have any particular teammate at during your college career that you were like, we had great chemistry running that pick and roll? I mean, obviously, it's going to be Scotty Wilkins. You know, uh, um, he was he he was probably the guy that passed the ball to me the best, and still, you know, I, I back and say I wish he would have passed. I I went on to play. Um, <laughs> Uh, overseas, I went overseas to play overseas in Greece. Um, Carlos Arroyo was my point guard, or not? This is Carlos Arroyo, my point guard, and we ran a lot of high pick and roll as well. And and every single time in the pick and roll, and and just think like the rules in college where the big guy can stay in the paint for you know, there's no there's no time like you, you know, uh, in the NBA defensively, you you have to either somebody for that three second count that for the violation the restart or you just gotta you know get your feet out and get your feet back, back in and similar to college and uh european basketball you can stay and load it up so you know ideally you would think that pick and roll would be harder with the big man being able to just stay right there but let me tell you carlos arroyo if you guys ever get a chance look at my highlight most of the team called galatasaray uh and they don't have all the dunk and everything that i did but he passed the ball to me almost every single alley or every single roll and I was like, I was like surprised because before Scotty t- took over the reins as, you know, really being that guy his, his uh, senior year, I had Irving Walker and I had Kenny Boyd and those guys in the pick and roll, they shot the ball. They look in the It's is probably much harder for him to make those passes, but he's, he's a score first, shoot first kind of guard. So, uh, you know, in my tenure, I wish, you know, really, I wish I would have gotten a chance to play one year with Nick Lathis, but we know left um, uh, after his junior year went on to the NBA. Great passer. He passes to this day out of the pick and roll. So I, if you ever get a chance to watch him, go look at his highlights overseas. My man can pass. He's one of the best passers team. But, um, you know, he's grateful for the years that I had with Coach Donovan. He he really utilized me my, to my strength. Uh, just I could have uh, figured it out a little bit sooner, but, uh, but he all of my teammates and what we were able to accomplish. And then did you have a favorite maybe individual matchup or even school that you were like every time you were playing them, you were looking forward to like you had that circle down? Yeah. Um, there's a few, I mean, I, now that I'm thinking about it, um, every time we played against Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt had their best team probably ever my sophomore year when they had Fess Lazili, John Jason, Jeffrey Taylor. I can't remember. Oldborn was the four man. I can't remember the point guard. Uh, but every time matching up against Fesley, that was great. Kentucky, uh, those are games always going up against Florida State. You know, we ended, we ended up sweeping Florida State for four years. I guess Jarnell Stokes in Tennessee. You know, Jarnell, if he would have stayed his, his senior year, he would have gone on as 
probably the number one rebounder in uh, in SEC, not only Tennessee history, but SEC history, because Jarnell was a beast, and he could really score the ball. Um, other than that, um, you know, go, going up was always fun, especially when they had Marshall Hendon and Murphy Holloway and, and Reggie Buckner. That was always a matchup um, for us. I'll go with Marshall Henderson. He, he, he took that game from us in 2013 in the SEC tournament. But uh, what other teams? That's, that's, that's all that's kind of really, really sticking out to me right now. Because we, you know, as, as you know, we won the SEC regular season. My freshman year, we shared it with Kentucky. And then my junior and senior year, we won it individually. So, uh, uh, you know, we kind of ran, ran the College football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too. Prize Picks offers every sport you can think of NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world. It's hard to even find college football props if you don't know that. They offer the star players of the Power Five and mid-major schools you may never have heard of, which you know, Toledo helmet right behind me, Toledo tattoo on the arm. That's important to me. And Prize Picks, you can allow sports entries. You can take the over on LeBron's steals and the under on Mahomes' interceptions. You can do that. That's crazy. You don't get to do that in most places. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Prizepix is daily fantasy made easy. And uh, after Florida, you, of course, went undrafted in the NBA draft and spent some time with the Pelicans in 2014. But uh, I know I cover more football in the NFL draft. But what was your NBA draft process like? Like, what was it before that draft process? What was it all like? Uh, well, I care what I care is um, you sign, uh, first off, you don't, you don't really know what you're doing in the sense of hiring an agent um, because you don't know who's really accredited. I mean, not not a call accredited, but you don't know who's like going to be top of the line um, um, and stuff that's going to be best fit for you. Uh, so at UF, a few different agencies come in and they, they give you their pitch for you. Uh, Jim Tanner over at Tandem Sports, he's the bar. Um, above Haver, the, the type of guys that he represented um, for the vision that he had before the resources of not only NBA but uh, overseas. The agent uh, that he worked with overseas was was like number one agency uh, in in Europe as far as the quality of players that he had. So we were were pretty high. Ended up going with him. Then I went down to IMG Academy during my pre-draft process. Uh, Breed slept basketball, getting better weights, that whole process of just doing the best you can to prepare for the draft and the workouts that are coming. There were a lot of others drafted and going undrafted with, you know, going to have really good careers. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, but you, you got your process. It was pretty, pretty wild. I think I had 13 workouts in like, you know, 15 or so days, maybe less than, maybe less than that for the sake of it. But you do so much traveling. Um, you, if you have any aches or pain, I just remember being in Phoenix, man. They do the three-minute run where you didn't go up and down the full length of court in three, three minutes. And 
I think the record is like 30 or close to that. I probably, I think I probably got like 21, 22, 23. Uh, New York had to do had to do that again in New York. Scott will be with me in that workout, and he ended up getting uh broke their actual team record. Uh, he got like 34, and then he threw up after, <laughs> which is pretty hilarious. Um, but then um, after all the workouts were done, you know, you get the feedback. You know, I was I was pretty sure I thought I was going to get drafted by New York um, because an article came out that they were interested in me, and, and that's when Phil Jackson was uh, still the head man there. Um, but turns out, you know, on draft night, a lot of promises get that don't end up going through, which kind of sucks. But it worked out for me in my favor um, to an extent because the second round, you know, they're all on non-guaranteed tracks and you kind of are stuck with where you are. You're kind of, you're kind of, I mean, the coolest thing is, yes, you get your name called, which, you know, it's kind of bum, bummer. You know, I, that was something I dreamed about that I, I was hoping for to have my name called. But, uh, you know, the team, not a, a guarantee that it's, when you're, when you're an undraft free agent, usually you were on the team's radar and they, they would have wanted you, but maybe they just had made a last uh, decision. For the pick with New Orleans, they were deciding between me and Russ Smith, and they ended up going Smith. It was an easy choice for me to, to choose between a few different NBA teams, what summer league team I wanted to play for. So uh, go to go to New Orleans um, for summer league, and man, I, I the first game came off the bench. I think I played like 20 minutes and I had 11 points and 13 rebounds because you know, point you show that you want to prove that you belong and uh ended up signing a contract after that and went on to, to new orleans um camp and made the cut and was with the team for a little bit um and it was just an awesome process being able to get coached by monty williams and and be with tyreek evans and eric gordon john salmon alexis Ajiz, ryan anderson jeff Whitsey, uh so many so many drew holiday just some of the character guys that i got to be in the locker room with man yeah, um, I would have lost my mind if you would have gone to the Knicks because I'm a Knicks fan. So if you would have, yeah. like, I would have actually lost my mind had that happened. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, where sometimes it's better to go undrafted at a certain point because then you get to pick where you're going as opposed to just being stuck somewhere. Like it's like that we talk about that with uh, the NFL draft, where it's like if guys are available late in the seventh round, I've heard of agents being like, hey don't draft them like like we don't want to get drafted at this point we want to pick where we can go uh so it's like that uh, yeah. unexpected benefit i guess that you get by going yeah, undrafted uh then after your stint, um after your stint with the pelicans you went overseas what was that like because you practically upended your life to go overseas because you have obviously a life here Dude, uh, so what was it like to then go it was wild, and man. play pro ball? It was wild. Oh man, I had a uh, I had really understanding or just knowledge of European basketball. So when that was on the table, you know, a really really nice offer. After I, I got so I get let me take it back. I got cut from New Orleans. We were like nine and sixteen at the time. We had just lost back to back against um, I think maybe it was Atlanta and Washington, something like that. And on the way back from Washington. Mine Williams told me and Darius Miller that he was letting us go. And, um, I'm going to come back home, pack all my stuff up my Honda Accord, and drive seven hours back from New Orleans to Jacksonville, Florida on the, on the whole time, figure out what when 
I, I could have gone to the D League at the time. It wasn't D League yet. Or I could have taken this really lucrative offer to go overseas um, and then make some money. Istanbul, Turkey. I had never been to Turkey. I didn't know much about Turkey. Uh, I could take this money, put some money in my pocket, get a guarantee. Um, and that's a lot of the advice I was getting is get the guaranteed money. And then if you want to come back and struggle, you know, go to the G League, you can do that because it's a struggle. Grind in the G League. You know, these guys make $20,000 at most on the year. At the, that, um, you know, this was 2014 before they had the new CBA collective bargaining agreement. Um, they didn't have two way contracts at that time. So, so I ended up, um, yeah, hours from getting cut on a plane to Istanbul, Turkey, man. And um, it was wild. It was a wild ride. Uh, I'm so grateful that I had uh, the, the team had some American guys on the team and as well as guys that played college, Martinez Poitras that played at Duke. He was, I was really surprised uh, because I didn't, again, I'm going over to a country I know nothing about, nothing about European basketball, nothing about the rules, how many American foreign players on the team. This guy speaking perfect, fluent English to me and just welcoming me in and I'm like, Okay, this is this isn't gonna be too bad. And um, I, I get there after traveling, hours in traffic because Istanbul, Turkey is like top three as far as in the world. Uh, six hours at the hospital, then they put me in a hotel. Didn't spoil. They put me in a game the next day. As you can imagine, no one could have played a good game uh, after all that. Um, and then the next game, I made a name for myself, just like eight points, two rebounds, dunks, all this, all this crazy stuff. And, it was, it was an interesting experience this year overseas. Just uh, thankful for um, thankful again my teammates. Thankful for the fans over there. Um, for um, just just having a situation where my coach actually what didn't expect too much of me. <laughs> as as bad as that sounds, it but it, it helped me have a good experience of love basketball again because it was really. Enjoyable, and you know, I knew I'm making a rhythm myself. I was like, like a uh, newcomer of the year. And I became, and I was first team all Turkish, which was was pretty awesome. Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. Uh, similar to the college question, do you have any favorite memories or matchups from your time overseas? Uh, yeah, I mean, plenty of them. A great matchups. I mean, oh man. So when my my first year in in uh, uh first of all one thing that you got to know about overseas sports is that it's it's extremely rare that in a derby or a rivalry they call it derby um, you know, this rivalry team is playing against another one there's there's not going to be fans opposing team are not there so like in Turkey no there's there's no chance like in all like how we have a Florida, Florida State game or like Florida, Alabama. And there's like this little section of Alabama fans in Griffin. There's none of that because those people are crazy. It'll kill you. <laughs> if you show up wearing the wrong thing. Uh, so my favorite matchups had to be, man, these slides are crazy. My my favorite matchups had to be when we were playing against, against Fenerbahce. Um, and just those, those games in the atmosphere, man, were, were so crazy when I was in Turkey. Like, oh man, the fans are ruthless, and we played those guys. We we've had them. We messed them in the playoffs, and we had so many injuries. We had guys that were out. Uh, we uh, we lost to them in Game Three, but uh, at their place, we almost beat them 
with playing six players. And I this is probably illegal what I did. I know in the NBA, straight to telling myself, I drank two five hour energies before the game. Because the coach played me, he said, Patrick, I'm gonna play you the entire game. Forty minute games, I'm playing you the entire game. So he took me out one time. I I like coach, I need, I just need two minutes. So he took me out for two minutes and I went back in the game. Um and we fought hard playing that game, but that was also when I was in Greece. I played with a team called Olympiacos, and we played against uh, a team Panathinaikos, and that would be Ipsos' um, team at the time. They're green. My team, Olympiacos, is red. And this is what was so crazy. So we we in the Greek league, it's usually only those two teams that make it into the playoffs in the championship game, best of five series. Uh, so I was out at tore my ACL my uh, second year there, my first year there, my second year as a pro. So I was out. But anyways, we're up two on them, and game four is in there. And we have this legend on our team. His name is Vasilis Benoulis. He's one of the greatest uh, players in European basketball. Um, he played for the Spurs for a little bit. Uh, he played, I think he might have played with, no, he played with Houston. He was with Houston for a little bit, and then he, he came back overseas. To Greece. Um, but he hit this shot. I went at buzzer in uh, uh, this other great legendary European basketball player's face. Uh, last game, the the guy played, and you lose to your rival. <laughs> the last game of your career. Uh, but anyways, we won. We won game three. We won game three. We won the series. We go crazy. We go crazy. Uh, and, like, what I was talking about as far as earlier when uh, Gator fans, like, if we would have won the coming back and them just being around the stadium, around their stadium, because we played on the road, driving down. Down the highway, our fans find our bus. They're going up in the middle of the highway with their scooter. It's late at night, so it's not like there's not much traffic. There's barely, I don't think there's any traffic at this point. But they, they stop us in the middle of the road. They're cheering. They're waving flags. There's probably like 50 cars and scooters around us. And then after probably about 30 minutes, because uh, we're excited, you know, we're excited. We're drinking on the plant, on the bus, just like, because that's the last game of the season. We're super excited. We give our, our stadium. And there's 15,000 outside of our stadium going insane. We bust through the roof of on the bus and we're all sitting on the, we're like all of us get out of the bus, sit bus. they're chanting, they're lighting flares, they're waving flags. They're just like going insane for us, man. And like, I never experienced anything like that. That was probably my number one basketball experience. It's that kind of love and passion for the sport. Maybe it's a little, but it was it was something I would never forget. Uh, Locked on Gators is now on YouTube, and you'll see that I'm a sweater, but I'm not today. Forehead's actually looking kind of sweaty, but everything else we're cool. Uh, I, I sweat a lot, but I've been using sweat block consistently because, well, I didn't use it for a bit to show you guys that I sweat a lot, but now I use it consistently because I don't want to sweat grossly. Like, I, I sweat profusely, and it's nasty, and it's still humid out here, but... Uh, it's getting better. Thankfully, fall is here. I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at bedtime, wake up, and then you shower, clean, and you're good to go. Guaranteed, baby. And I know it sounds way too good to be true to say something's guaranteed, but I only have to use it once or twice a week. Use promo code LOCKED ON to get 20% off at sweatblock.com or get it on Amazon, where last week it was a number one seller or CVS. 
And I don't know about you guys, but football season's here. And now I'm constantly reminded of how much better physique these guys are in. And I'm constantly snacking during games. Like that's something that I just always do while I watch the game. It's a nervous tick, but it's something I do. So in order to prevent myself from getting in worse physique, um, I'm committing to eating Built Bar as my snack instead of other sugar-filled snacks or other chips. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like I most certainly do, that's no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, one five to get 15% off of your next order at builtbar.com. You know, I, I saw this. You're doing, you're, you're kind of doing a lot now. Um, you've got, I'm doing a lot. First yeah. off, you've got, you've got your podcast, The Young and the Rowdies, and you had current Gators head coach Mike White on there the other day. What was that like? Yeah. Also, what was it like to have a coach oh, you yeah. didn't play for the school you played for? I mean, it, it, it you, you you trust you trust the 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 process you trust that it, it was a little weird but yet, uh you know Jeremy Foley had done a fantastic job in in hiring I mean no not perfect could be perfect but he did over fantastic job with the coaches he hired as hired in the standard in which he holds for hiring and you just knew Mike White was going to be uh, and I, I had a chance to be around Coach White. Um, I don't know how many times I can't count, but every single interaction I've had with Coach Mate has been nothing but excellent. There's the energy, the attitude, the mindset. He's an everyday guy. I would have loved to play for him. I got to play under a Hall of Fame coach, and I believe uh, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be an excellent coach. He's the maker of men. He is exceptional. He's a, he's a guy that not only talks to talk to, him, and so that's why it's really awesome for me to have that connection with him that I can, you know, whenever I want to text him or read something to him, encourage him. It's been tight. I've, I've done that since my support and that, I, you know, at the end, I just love him. Uh, I love him as, as a man, and as, as a, as a, as a mentor, as family, as a coach he is to these guys. Um, and you have, you know, having the podcast has been a blessing, man. It's uh, really cool to connect with. This is season two of the podcast now. Um, and Coach White was on last year. I had his first episode. Mike White is the, uh, second episode of Jeremy Foley's third episode of the first season, so pretty big time. Um, and having Coach White on, especially first off to address just the hurdles of last year. I mean, I didn't have a locker room last year. How was blown away. That, you know, things that happened with Keontae, um, and still praying that he's going to have opportunity to get clear to play ball again, but if not, praise God that he's being able to, um, you know, still be impactful with his, his life. Uh, so, but yeah, the podcast is fun. It's, it's a great time. I I'm, uh, just had um, Torian Green and Chris Chioza on, and um, there's going to be one coming out every week. I'm, uh, I mean, the one that was released last week to the end of the season. So it, it's a lot of fun for me. It does take up some time, but I got to be very intentional. About I get as many episodes, I get as many episodes as I can in the beginning. When that middle of the season low comes where people are going to be like run, giving me the runaround, I'm not going to be scrambling to get an episode up. So we, we already got like five or six episodes in the chamber, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it sounds awesome. I can't wait to 
listen to all of them. Uh, you've also, last week, I believe it was, that you announced that you are with the SEC network, which uh, I know that's something that you've at least mentioned, that you've envisioned yourself doing that for a while. So what's that like to be able to now live another dream of yours? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, my, my undergrad career, uh, my undergrad degree is in telecommunications, so I had an opportunity to do a lot with um, staying in front of the camera. I mean, doing interviews all the time, seeing, you know, being in sports, you see these positions going into that field of color commentating, being an analyst after their career, et cetera. And it's something I always wanted to do. And just thankful to Denver Parlor uh, and, and Alicia Longworth that she's not there, she's at Tennessee now, um, creating the connections for me to get involved and connected with the SED. Um, and it, it was. It took a year and a half for it to come to fruition because right in the middle of the, of the height of the pandemic. So there was a lot of sports weren't going on. And I just, I just kept praying about it. And I knew that it was, it was something that I was made for. Was, that I could have a really awesome career in doing and that I'd be living, um, living around what I've known and what I'd be comfortable. I, I like, for me, what you do is like, what, what what provides impact? And I believe me um, being able to have that voice on television can help me to practice the way I speak. I speak in a way that um, is, you know, loving and gracious and um, challenging at the same time, authentic. And I knew that when I did my interview, my audition in person, finally, after uh, I think it was five, four or five weeks ago, that I blow them away with uh my personality and with my knowledge of the game. Yeah. All right. And then uh, one more thing is that you are with Campus Legends now, who of course just partnered with the University of Florida to set up the Gators' first NFT that's dropping, I believe, in October now. Uh, what's it been like working with Campus Legends? Man, it's, it's something else, man. And it's, it's uh, when I'm from. Uh, Tim Tebow's and he told me about it. I was like, man, I don't, I don't know anything about this. I haven't really had that much professional experience, you know, uh, as far as work area. Uh, I, I own two, I own two escape rooms. I own an escape room in, in, in Gainesville called America's Escape Game. And I own one in Jacksonville, but that's a completely different realm. Like I, that's my comfort, comfort zone. So when he was telling me about NFTs and all these, these things, I was like, that sounds really cool, but I, in and he Tim partnered with this guy named Greg Simon, who's the CEO and um, co founder. My relationship with Greg has been so awesome because he just spoke so much uh, positivity and encouragement and affirmation to me. I could, I could do this. That yes, it's a startup, it's not going to be easy, there's going to be challenges, but he's like, I've been doing this a long time, and like, like I will mentor you to be at this position. and you know, this thing that we're doing is going to, what I love just about it is that we're mission-based. Striving to, we're not, you know, it's going to happen. We're going to, we're going to get these connections with schools and it's, it's student, it's student athletes where we're going to create opportunities for all student athletes. It doesn't matter what, what sports you play to use your NIL. And it's just one of many opportunities. You know, you're not limited. We're not exclusive. We're not, we're, we're not limited to uh, a, a, an athlete signing multiple deals. We're thinking about, the 99%, the, the, the not 1% of athletes 
they're going to get deals no matter what, doing one at higher rates. What about the volleyball players? What about the lacrosse players? And this opportunity, first off, to have something that can stay forever, having an NFT, a non-fungible token, it looks like it looks like a digital uh, trading card, but it's not just a, a collectible. And it, it's a minted, one-of-a-kind, or, or whatever the scarcity is. And it is your, using the same technology as, as Bitcoin or filling the blank coin, cryptocurrency. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's, gonna, it's an awesome thing that we're doing in creating um, as much woody as we can. And using the pool of money that we're going to make, like a percentage of the pool of money that the current student athletes are going to make and distributing that equally across every student athlete that signs up to be part of Campus Legends. All right. Yeah, that, that sounds incredible. Uh, thanks for joining the show, Patrick. I'll, be, I'll have you on again yeah. just because I very openly expressed the one yeah, of my favorite sure, haters. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the number, bro. Hit me up anytime. That about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as it's Tape Tuesday, baby. We're going to get into this Florida versus Bama game. We're going to look at the tape. We're going to break down some plays. I might make the whole episode just Tape Tuesday because like, it, it, it was a stellar game. It was amazing. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole9Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E. N-I-N-E 